Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, and I'm your host, Peter. I'm your co-host, Phoenix. And today we are discussing the 1984 uh, sci-fi thriller. Sci-fi action. Sci-fi horror. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) 1984 sci-fi action Terminator. It's uh, directed and written by James Cameron. Stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda, Linda Hamilton, Michael Bean. A human-looking indestructible cyborg is sent from 2029 to 1984 to assassinate a waitress whose unborn son will lead humanity in war against the machines, while a soldier from that war is sent to protect her at all costs. Okay, let's get it. Okay, the Terminator. Um, I this this one we're not gonna go so much into uh, in depth, really, because mm-hmm. it's you know I, I feel like it's a classic that uh, many people has already seen. Uh, this I think this episode we're gonna focus a little bit more on your thoughts on the movie. Um, but how many times do you think you've seen this growing up? Um, probably a total of five, maybe six times. I don't know. I feel like it's been a lot more than just a few times that I know that much. Was there anything, um, during this watch that kind of stood out that you didn't really remember? I didn't remember the, um, graphic scene between Reese and, uh, uh, Sarah Connor. I didn't, oh, I didn't remember that little scene. I, I wouldn't say it's graphic, but um, it's not subtle. You no. know, yeah, it's it's definitely um, a scene of passion, uh, and yeah, you, you get to see a little bit of nudity. But yeah, this is rated R, uh, some very brief nudity, mostly for violence and language. Um, I think you know you you just turned fifteen, and you know this was fine for you to watch. I don't really recall how early you actually saw this, but I'm sure a lot of things went over your head, but. Uh, I I don't know. You you have any other other, other thoughts before we kind of get into it a little bit? Nope. Um, but which one have you seen more? Th- this uh, this first one or the second one? It might actually be the second one that I've seen more, probably because it's been on TV a lot. Yeah, you know, um, just because with the recent release of Genesis, uh, a lot of podcasts they've been kind of reviewing the first and the second one as of late, and uh, Dave over at. Um, pop culture case study he recently reviewed terminator shout out to uh david who is part of the uh, following films podcast network um he mentioned something in there uh on his review you know everyone go uh give him a listen uh that i've heard before but i never really thought about it but he kind of described this movie as kind of a horror you know and you can definitely see some of the elements um there, I forget the scene specifically, but the music ramps up like it's an 80s slasher flick, mm-hmm. you know. So, some of the music, but the Terminator himself comes off like you know, like a, a, a supernatural being, you know, a killer of some sort, you know, just really unstoppable force. So, do you do you kind of see that people can consider this kind of a horror movie in, in a sense? I actually do think that um, when I watched the, when I finished this movie alone, that I I do remember there's a scene where I was like, huh, this is kind of like a horror movie, but um, yeah, I, I, I totally get where that come from. Yeah, because it, towards the end, you know, he, 
I mean, think about this. Back in 1984, there were no other uh, Terminator movies, right? This is the very first one. Mm -hmm. So, the little, very little is known about the, the you know, the franchise, the stories, the myth, um, but the endoskeleton. You know, it's you don't get to see it in full. Well, I think you get scenes of it in the beginning, in the future, flash forwards. I guess you want to call them. Um, but you don't see like the T eight hundred until like towards the end, mm-hmm. and just like the the way uh, its movements kind of reminded me of you know the stop motion like they knew claymation, yeah, not well not yeah well in the style of claymation, but um, the the way it moved it kind of reminded me of like the Ed two hundred nine from mm-hmm. the Robocop movie, right. so a very uh, similar you know way of moving. So, uh, yeah, so some parts I, I can kind of see where people would, you know, compare this to like a horror flick. Um, but yeah, I, I can imagine back in the eighties, people were probably, you know, uh, you know, kind of frightened, you know, by the mm-hmm. idea of the computers taking over. But, um, yeah, the movie starts off, uh, in 2029. What did you think of its depiction of the future, which, um, at the time of this recording, we're looking at what, 14 years away. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't notice too much. It's just that everything was really dark, you know, skulls all over the place. Mm-hmm. That 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 part bothered me. The skulls everywhere. It was just um sure it was a, you know, a mass mass humanity murder spree or whatever you would call it, um extinction. But um I don't I just don't think it's highly believable to have all those skulls just in one mound. Like I mean like all over the ground and everywhere. I just don't know where they came from. It, to me, it it, t- it tells us that this war has been going on for a long time. Okay. You know, and um, but I don't know if you got to see more of the background, but like a, a lot of the, you know, buildings had been like torn down, and and there's only like bits and pieces of it up uh, still up. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of reminded me of like set pieces from um, Steven Spielberg's um, uh, Saving Private Ryan. You know, where the okay. the buildings were basically you know bombed and only pieces of it were still left. But I did catch the um, special features, and they used miniatures for a lot of those sequences mm-hmm. uh, it, in it the feature. Like that. Yeah, so I, and I think you did mention that during the recording or during the viewing. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a, kind of a lost art. They don't really use miniatures anymore. But um, I kind of like them, you know. That there's an authenticity, you know, to them. They they don't look completely fake, you know. Like I, I don't know if you compared um, the versions of the endoskeleton when it's like uh, when it, when it's shown like uh, in full, you know. You can tell that it's being moved uh, via CGI or stop motion versus like when you get only like the upper half of it where it's being controlled by animatronics or puppeteers like from below, mm-hmm. you know, the camera uh, camera shot. It. I'm not uh, against any of that. It's just, um, you know, when you really notice it, then it's going to start bothering you for a while, and you just can't stop but notice it. That's the only problem I have with it. Otherwise, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, did I don't know if you recall, like, the first time you did watch it, but did, did, I don't know if I told you it involved time travel, but do you recall, like, maybe your first thoughts of like when Arnold first appeared out of nowhere like what this was even about if he was a good guy or a bad guy um I did know watching it for the first time that um it was time travel mainly because uh I forget what it was something from my childhood but I remember um okay this is, this is gonna sound really random but you know that scene in Ghost Rider where you they um the camera pans out into the desert and then you see 
the villain, the antagonist. Um, well, for some reason in my head, I keep thinking of a ball appearing in the desert and then like a ball shattering and then the shatter parts melt into glass and then from that glass, um, the Terminator would show up. But I don't know where I get that imagery from. Just something that comes into my head every now and then when I think mm. of the Terminator. Uh, maybe because skulls? I don't know. <laughs> Bill Schneider's skull? Ah, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and no skeleton. <laughs> um, but w- what do you think about when Arnold appears in 1984? Uh, you know, the, the entire sequence, you know, all the way to him encountering the three punks with the switchblades? All I could think about during those scenes were um, clothes. Clothes? Clothes. What's clothes? <laughs> clothes. Okay. Um, did you happen to see a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was walking? Thankfully, no. Just just, <laughs> just, just his bottom. It, it's, it's a thing that people kind of point out. Like, hey, you can see something when he's walking. <laughs> um, Actually, no. Now when I think about it, yeah, I, I did. Oh. Uh, did you recognize any of the punks at all? I did not until you pointed one out. Yeah. Uh, Bill Paxson, who was the the guy with, I think he had the blue spiked up hair and the um, mm-hmm. tire marks on kinda his face. Kind of the leader. Kind of the leader. Um, he, he definitely spoke the most, you know. Uh, you, you know, you, I, I think you know him best from um, Titanic and Edge of Tomorrow. Probably Edge of Tomorrow. Titanic, he was the um, the guy who led the expedition to go find the, the necklace in, in the in the water. Oh, yeah, no, spoiler I, didn't, alert. I didn't pay too much attention <laughs> to him. Um, but this fight scene, it's it, it, it's kind of brutal, right? Well, he, he like, um, puts his fist, like, Punches his fist through one guy. And he did uh, bloody and Liu Kang on um, Shao Kahn. What's that? Punched a hole through him. <laughs> did he do that? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, well, then Kyle Reese appears in a dark alley and steals pants from a bum and gets chased by cops. Um, did you have a sense, like, who was good and bad? I mean, Kyle Reese, he, he's the one that is actually, well, I guess. I was going to say he's the one that's speaking, but the Arnold Terminator is speaking too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it, it's really hard to kind of uh, go back to, like, when, when we first thought about, you know, certain scenes and things. It, it's it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of put yourself uh, back at that mind uh, mindset because, you, you you know, growing up, I've always known Kyle Reese was a good guy. You know, Arnold was a bad guy in the first one. So did you always kind of know or... Did you, is there anything the way it played out that made you kind of question whether or not one of those guys were good or bad? No, um, mainly because I knew that if Arnold killed those guys, then he's bad. And yeah. Kyle, if he was bad, then he would have killed the hobo for his clothes, but he just stole his pants. Yeah, we we, we don't know to what extent he, you know, what, what he did to the uh, hobo, as he called them. Um, but yeah, he's definitely not dead. He tells the cops that uh, the, the guy stole his pants. Um, and so Kyle steals a shotgun, uh, tears, no, 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 Arnold steals a shotgun and tears a page from the phone book. And th- I don't think a phone book you've ever used, right? I mean, you use the app phone book. I've, no, <laughs> I've, 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 I've used the phone book before. Okay. Um, it, maybe I'll bring this one up a little bit later when it actually happens, but there, there's something that kind of bothers me, uh during this watch that I'd never really, uh, you know, caught before. But, um, so the, 
the method that the Terminator uses in ripping off this page that what do you think of that was that does that seem a little weird that the Terminator has to um, kind of use the phone book as a guide I don't remember specifically how he ripped the book. That's well, he just rips the page out just because rips the page out. Because there's, I think, four Sarah Connors listed in the phone book, and that's mm-hmm. why he took the page. And he's going to kill them one by one to make sure that he gets them all. So w- your question was what again? The, the that's his that's his tactic that that, that he's just going to go off of this list of the phone book. Man, you, you think it's smart? Yeah, um, because th- I don't know about back in the '80s, but I know when I was. When I when I moved out on my own, you have to pay to be unlisted, you know. Otherwise, if you got phone service, then you would be listed in the phone book. So, mm. uh, so yeah, he rips off a page of Sarah Connors, but she could have been unlisted. Is you know, oh, is kind I of a yeah. So that's not a big issue, but um, th- we're not even quite there yet. Uh, and then we get the intro to Sarah Connor. Uh, again, played by L- Linda Hamilton. Uh, she works at a place called Big Jeff. I almost thought it was a uh, fast food restaurant at first, mm-hmm. but then you know we see her serving people. Uh, but she drives a Vespa. Does that name ring a bell at all? Vespa. Spider Man. Mm, how so? He drove a Vespa. Oh, did he? Mm. Okay. Uh, Princess Vespa. Does that ring a bell? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah. So. Th- um, and I, th- I, I almost want to say in that episode, I even mentioned that Sarah Connor drives a Vespa in the first Terminator. So, uh, anyone that's binged, you know, listening to our episodes, maybe somebody can uh, tell us whether or not th- that reference is in there. Um, but Arnold steals a vehicle and goes to the gun store. Now, why doesn't he just kill the owner and take the weapons? Uh, he probably just wants to make sure that the owner has all the weapons so he doesn't have to go hunting for them himself. Yeah, there's quite a bit. There's quite a bit of weapons there. It, yeah. it is. It is a gun store, mm. and I don't know why he had to be specific. Um, I mean, well, I, I know you he know did. he doesn't know where everything is in the store, but the gun shop owner does. So he gets the specific weapons he wants. Then he kills them, so he doesn't have to do any work. Yeah, I would yeah. do that. I, I I don't know. You you're a terminator. You're programmed to kill. Like if you just want the weapons, just take the weapon to kill them. No. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I did have a note. Um, uh, the it was Kyle that that rips the page out of the phone book first, mm-hmm. and then we see uh, Arnold who does that. Well, what I did find funny was that he uses his finger to kind of go down the columns. Like when he's determined, he should just already scan it. We uh, we should have seen like through his point of view, like through his eyes, that he's just scanning through the mm-hmm. list instead of using his finger. Um, so. Yeah, he kills the first Sarah Connor, and later on we find out on the news that she's 35 years old, but I swear she must have been like 45, Yeah. Um, because that's only a few years older than me, and I don't think <laughs> I don't think I looked as old as she looked. Um, 45? She looked 45, but on the, on, on the news, they, they say she was 35. Oh, oh okay, because you, you said a few years older, and I, th- I thought you were thinking of 45. I was like, oh, you're, no, you're not I that d- old. I think she looks 45, that, uh, that lady. Uh, do you remember the first Sarah Connor? I remember. She looked, yeah. she looked 35. So you must think I look old then, because I thought she looked old. No, we just age faster, younger. S- slower. 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 We okay. age We age slower. Um, we hit 70. We're, we, we got hit by a ton of bricks. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Sarah Connor sees um, the death on TV. She's shown by some of the um, uh, co-workers at work. And what do you think of the smoke room, uh, um, their break room? 
right? One one of the waitresses is smoking, and you pointed out she was also chewing gum. Yeah. And the other ones, like she's sitting in a chair with her feet kicked up on the table with no shoes. I mean, it's a restaurant, isn't that a little unsanitary? I mean, well, I know, you know, it's, I know it's, it's a break room. It's, but. Yeah, it's the employees' break room. They're not going to really be too concerned about sanitary. Eh, I, I guess you're right, but but still, but it, it kind of shows. I mean, I don't know. You're not working yet, but that's definitely not a thing you can do anymore. Smoke, you know, in, inside the. Uh, you know, break room or even inside your workplace. And usually you got to walk like 10, 10 to 50 feet away uh, from the door. Um, so Reese has a, a flash forward of the future. And I don't know if it was at this point. Actually, no, it is later on for sure. But I kind of wanted to point out something that I've appreciated that they dropped in the first movie that they continue to do in every single installation of the movie, which is um, they use dogs to uh to sniff out the terminators Mm -hmm. and that's something that kyle you know mentions later on in the future or later on in the movie so we get a scene at the police station and the police officers uh played by lance henriksen and paul winfield i think it is um they figure out that there's a pattern basically they're you know i think there's two victims at this point they're both um, sarah connors Mm -hmm. and so now we get the scene of Sarah and her roommate. What'd you think about her roommate? She's kind of, you know, she, I think she's like listening to music and uh, on her Walkman and she's mm. got the curly hair and just seems a little, does she seem totally 80s to you? She seemed kind of ditzy. Okay. I can kind of see that. That's pretty much it. That's, that's yeah. all I really thought of her. Just ditzy. I wrote down the reporters are smart. I'm not exactly sure why, but I'm sure it's back at the police station. Because they figured out um, two Sarah Connors in one day. The hunters or the killer is hunting down Sarah Connors. Oh, they also mentioned that it's in the same order as a phone book. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of that made me raise my eyebrows a little bit because the same order as in the phone book. The phone book is alphabetical order. Of course, it's going to be in the same order as the phone book. Do you see what? Like it's not an issue that I have, but it's I don't know why they they, they keep mentioning it at least two or three times that mm-hmm. it's in the same order as the phone book. Um, later on, when uh, Sarah is in that club, she goes to a phone book and no, no, no I think she was at the, the, the bar or wherever she was eating dinner by herself. She was at a pizza place. Okay, and then she walks over to the phone book and then like looks at it and, and then realizes that yeah, she's like third or fourth. I I I don't know which, mm. but um. So I just don't know why they kept on saying that it's in the same order as the phone book when phone books are just alphabetical order. Right. So, um, it was a pizza slash bar, because I remember she went up to the bar and was like, "Don't turn that TV off." Right. So, so some place that serves pizzas. It probably just wasn't a pizza joint. Um. So she's out for dinner and she sees the news, uh, which we uh, already kind of mentioned, and so she's she's walking and she notices uh, that Reese uh, Kyle Reese is following her. So she goes inside of this club, and it's so weird to hear that. In order to get in, she has to pay four dollars and fifty cents, four fifty. Now clubs are like twenty bucks. So I wouldn't know. I don't go to clubs. Oh, I'm just pointing out that that's such a four fifty. Like, yeah, I'll pay four fifty. I mean, um, you can probably pay like ten, maybe under ten for some bars that maybe have like live performances or something but just um yeah most places that i have gone in the past is like 15 20 bucks hmm. so 450 is a steal back then it's just like gas like it used to be yeah. like 15 cents and now it's like four bucks well i think when i first started driving it was like a dollar oh nine you know for <sighs> regular so it's come a long way um 
So Arnold, the T-800, kills the roommate. Um, doesn't confirm it's her, though. <laughs> no. Just assume that it's her, but then he hears the answering machine. Um, did the concept of an answering machine, did that make you think that that that's just completely dated do you think that's a weird concept to have an answering machine no no not really because um you know it was in Before home voicemails. it was in home alone as well mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. it just really bothered me that uh that sarah would call and say what's her what's her what's her roommate's name again ginger, ginger Nancy. yeah um she said hey ginger it's me sarah like yeah, it's obviously sarah right as if she didn't uh, she didn't say that or she said ginger if she didn't say any names at all she'd be like hey it's me or yeah, Sarah, but she's like she's that. panicking. You know, she doesn't know yeah. what's going on. She she's just concerned for Ginger, uh, her Ginger's life. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, she's just panicking. I I completely buy it. Um, <laughs> what what do you think about the scene with her roommate and her uh and and then the boyfriend? Like she just she was just listening to music the entire time. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, um, I I guess that's ditzy. Um, so there's a shootout at the club. Uh, and then it follows with a car chase scene. What do you think about the scene in the club? Did you, did you notice how everyone kind of danced the same? They did this little, I don't know, swinging side to side kind of move. Uh, synchronized. Uh, it wasn't synchronized. Just the move. The, the moves were very similar. I didn't. I was trying to see if anyone was doing the Carlton, <laughs> which actually would have been way before Fresh Prince. So never mind. Fresh Prince. Oh. Yeah, yeah, um, that that's way later. But uh, do you have any thoughts on the club scene, like the shootout there? And um, did you think that was tense at all? Because I didn't really I, feel like it was tense. Because at first we didn't know actually, that Kyle was even there. I did. No, we we knew Kyle was there. Well, we we saw him following her, but she right. goes in by herself, and we never see him in there. Until until the uh, Terminator draws his gun and then is aiming the um, the sight beams on Sarah's head. No, because um, as as Sarah is calling Ginger, we uh, it it shows Kyle in the back. Oh, okay, all right. So I must have missed that. Um, the chase scene ends with uh, Arnold crashing, and the police is arriving. Now, why do you think he disappeared? Kyle? No, the Terminator. Remember um, how he crashed, and and then the police surrounds uh, Kyle and Sarah, and then, but then like the Terminator just disappears. He flees the <laughs> flees the crime scene. Huh, I don't remember. Yeah, because I mean he could have killed her right there, and then like the cops would have shot him. Nothing would have happened, right? Uh, and his mission would have been completed. Yeah, you know, and, but it, it plays like a, a horror movie. You know, the, the the cops arrived and the the monster's gone. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, well, not always. Not always. So at the police station, um, she's told about her roommate. You know, pretty sad. She wants to. I think she wants to see the bodies, right? They said no. Um, I don't think so. Okay, uh, but we meet uh, Doctor Silberman, uh, who is played by Earl Bowen. Uh, what What do you think about Doctor Silberman? He seemed really sleazy. Uh, yeah, not a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked uh, what uh, D- Dave said, again, from Pop Culture Case Studies. Uh, Dave himself studies psychology. And so this is kind of up his alley, right? Dr. Silberman is a, a criminal psych- uh, psychologist. psychologist. And uh, Dave points out that um, Dr. Silberman is very c- kind of unprofessional. Mm-hmm. You know, he is just kind of... 
um, blowing off that the fact that what Kyle is saying could not be true whatsoever. You know, um, even, even if he may be crazy, you know what I mean? He's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, again, listen to Dave's uh, insights on that. It's very interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. Dr. Silberman isn't really likable at, um, at this point. Okay, the next one is uh, the T-800 is in the bathroom repairing his eye and his arm. What do you think about all that? See, this this would be a horror aspect of the movie. Um, at least one little one. Um, the eye? Like, yeah, the eye. That's that's probably all that really got me, but um, it's really interesting to watch him work. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know, you, re- you really do now know that he doesn't feel any pain whatsoever. He does take out an eyeball. Yeah, because you do see as he removes certain parts of the uh, the flesh that is wounded to you know repair under it, you see the mechanisms under it. So you you know you know he's a machine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he doesn't feel uh, any kind of pain. Um, did you did you think the effects still hold up at all? Or I like the effects, they weren't they weren't terribly bad. It was just when things like the machines would show up. Mm-hmm. That, that's pretty much all I really... But you didn't think that looked like too fake? That it was too mechanical? It didn't look like Arnold's face or something? The Actually, yeah. It looked kind of... It looked really weird. I don't, I don't know. I can't really explain it, but it didn't look like Arnold for a few, for a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's probably just it's just an animatronic with, you know, his his face over yeah. it. You know, so it, it I, I think it's pretty good for its time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is 84, so... The the scene with the cops uh, and the doctor they show let's see what let me see the cops and the doc shows video tries to discredit Reese's story what video were they showing I kind of forget already um it's when the cops are talking to Sarah and they're showing her what the doctor Silberman and uh, Kyle were talking about oh they're showing uh yeah the, the recording of Kyle's like not interrogation Ram. but yeah him yeah. Okay, that's funny. You, you know, I, I, I didn't realize how much the first, one, the first one and the second one parallel each other as far as scenes go. You probably can't think of it right now, but once we watch part two, you'll kind of see what I'm talking about. But very, yeah, a lot of the scenes are very similar. I know what you're talking about. Okay. When they're interviewing Sarah, correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Arnold shows up at the police station. I'm a friend of Sarah Connor. I was told that she's here. Could I see her, please? No, can't see her. She's making a statement. Where is she? Look, it may take a while. I want to wait. There's a bench over there. I'll be back. He uh, just runs through the the police station. <laughs> What'd you think of that? Was that funny or? I thought it was hilarious because um, that the one lieutenant who was in charge of everything, he literally walked right past Arnold. Oh, right. And not two minutes later did Arnold run through the police station. I'm just wondering, wait, where did that lieutenant go? Because, you know, it takes a few seconds to start up a car. Mm-hmm. And then he just, like, I guess immediately left and didn't hear anything, even though, you know, Sarah was sleeping and she heard it. <laughs> right. Yeah, good point. But I, I thought it was kind of cool that they did pass each other. Yeah. Um, let me see... So, the fact that he says he'll be back and then drives the, the car through the station, why didn't he just drive through in the first place? Well, because he, he goes... He had to try and figure out where Sarah was. 
Yeah, I guess that's a good point. He he wanted to make sure that she was there. Mm, big police station. Yeah, don't know. want to waste his time. Yeah, you know, if she's not being held there. Okay, yeah, no, that's a very good point because he doesn't really get his answers mm-hmm. um, there. I like how the Terminator actually didn't have like probably like more than five lines in this movie, and he already has like one of the famous, most famous quotes in cinema history. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, same thing with part two. You know, somebody even broke it down by how much he was paid, uh, by how many words he actually said. Really? Yeah, and you know, we we can get into that and how crazy that is, but um. I guess we did miss one of my favorite lines that was mentioned earlier by Kyle Reese, and that's "Come with me if you want to live." That's also pretty famous. Yeah, yeah. and that one is said by um, uh, said to Sarah, but somebody almost somebody different says it in every movie. Um, but "I'll be back" is usually uh, Arnold's line. So we get a scene of Kyle and Sarah under the bridge, and then we get you know the feature flash forward, and this is where he talks about the dogs. You know, they use that to. Um, you know, uh, sniff out the Terminators. This is when their hotel, correct? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, go, uh, leading up to the hotel. Um, but we spend a little time in the future, you know, and we get to see, like, Kyle, he had a uh, picture of Sarah. Mm-hmm. So so he had an advantage, you know, when he was um, sent back to 1984. He knew what Sarah looked like. The Terminator did not. Right. Right, because they mentioned that... Um, their records and all that stuff were destroyed basically over the years. So John Connor gave Kyle a picture of the only known record of what Sarah Connor looked like. Mm-hmm. Which, um, unfortunately, it burned you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so he didn't get to bring it with him or anything. He missed the whole um, police station massacre. Um, well, I, I, is, do you have any thoughts on it? No. Okay. I just thought it was a cool scene because of what the Terminator did specifically. You know, he turned off all the power and made all the lights go out. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a good scene. I just didn't, you know, I, I just skipped over it um, just because, you know, we, we weren't going to really go in, you know, too far in depth with mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, we get a scene of Arnold looking through the address book. Uh, this one I caught. Uh, I caught this little nugget from another podcast. Um but in the address book, it shows that the mother's cabin, um, I kind of forgot what it was called already. It was like bear something. Do, do you you remember? It, no. was, it was written on there. Anyway, um, the reason what's kind of significant about the the location of the, of the cabin, it's kind of referenced in Genesis. So it comes back to that. And during this podcast, you know, they, they brought up, well, why did this even matter? And one of them was like, oh, well, because, you know, that's, it was an address book in part one so I kind of wanted to look for that and there it was now we get the scene where Kyle is making plastique what do you know about plastique that is very explosive mm-hmm. and that kind of shows like how naive Sarah is because she's like mmm that sounds good <laughs> she's you know, pulling all these ingredients out of the um, the uh, grocery bag and it's just like mothballs and all these uh, like cleaning up um, cleaning supplies and mm-hmm. you know m- pipes and all these but um so this also leads into the love making scene which we kind of um, alluded to earlier but it's it's really funny because during we get some exposition here too inside the hotel and we find out from Kyle that he is in love with Sarah which um for I don't want to say for whatever reason but 
he is upset at himself that he revealed that you know that that he is in love with her to the point that he like starts taking those plastic pipes and he's like jamming them into a sack you know because he's so mad at himself but like earlier in the making of these pipes he was telling sarah to like carefully uh you know um close up the 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 lids so when the terminator um the t-800 finally shows up the hotel the dogs are barking so that uh, alerts kyle and he knows that you know something's not right right so so they um you know grab everything then they get out and then we get a chase through the tunnel this is actually a really long car chase right they Mm uh let me see um I don't know if you have any thoughts about the, the the chase through the tunnel. It was just a long tunnel. That's when like Kyle was throwing the pipe bombs out of the car. Oh right. But um, what how, I, many, how many did he throw? I didn't count. Okay. Um, was it a, was it a lot though? It was kind of a lot. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't just a few. It was probably like five, six, or something like Cause that. Because I don't remember him throwing those. Okay. Because I, f- I, I all I remember from watching the movie is that he had one in the truck and one in the skeleton. Right. That's all I remember, and it's like, um, I just felt like at the end of it, like, where did all the plastique go? Yeah, and they, he threw him out of the car while, I, I think, yeah, he basically hung out of the car as Sarah drove or something, or maybe she was oh, right. yeah, okay. controlling the wheel from, from her side. Uh, but I like the part where the, the Terminator gets run over by the semi-truck. That was funny. Yeah, it, well, for, for me, it was just one of those things that, like, again, you would kind of see that in a scary movie, mm. you know, the, the, the way that it was shot. Um, and then this one, I don't know if this particular line is said in every one. I want to say it is. It's usually when the when a Terminator is gonna steal a vehicle, and so he you know goes to the semi. He's like, get out. It happens in T two for sure, but I don't know about the the other ones uh, after that. T two, we'll get to it then. I'm not gonna mention where it is now. T three. I wanna I wanna say that 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 that's being said like uh. So the Terminator is a female, correct? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what T three is. <laughs> Terminator three, Rise of the Machines. I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay, so this other movie, <laughs> no, never mind. I won't get into it. Okay, um, the so we get explosions at this computer factory of some sort, and uh, no, no, the, the the explosion happens with the, with the semi. That was mm-hmm. also a miniature. And yeah. that, that was done really awesomely. And so we get to see the endoskeleton in its full... Um, Glory. Commando. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was uh, <laughs> It was commando. Um, and this is where I said the movement was very similar to Ed 209. Um, but we also get the death of uh, Kyle. We also get the death of Arnold. And the death of Arnold, um, you know, who, yeah, Sarah uh, smashes in a... Uh, I don't even know what, some kind of press. Oh no, 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 that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about when he got burned. Oh, burned off the skin. Yeah, that was a semi truck explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about this end sequence? The end sequence? Yeah. Um. End. Okay, so the the part about this scene that really bothered me was how could he survive an explosion, but get crushed like tin foil under you know that metal presser. Because hmm. Kyle did state earlier that the uh, endoskeleton was really super tough. And it was just like, crick. Uh, Well, that, that's got to be quite a 
bit of pressure to to kind of smash nano skeleton right. I, I see what you mean but i don't know the impact of the explosion alone from the semi truck i guess just didn't damage it but that just kind of shows you where wh where was the explosion started you know was it was, it, all was the way it in the near? back yeah, yeah see so so when it actually hits the the t800 it's the impact isn't as bad i guess that that's just kind of and then the um you know you, you see the terminator coming out and this the skin is still on it's just starting to burn burn off yeah and then when it, you know when it comes up it's completely clean like there's no there's no flesh or anything sealed to it yeah the 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 endoskeleton should have been at least you know kind of um like ashy not ashy but like looked like it had been burnt mm -hmm. you know like uh, it just looked clean yeah real you know, it, it's a good look but i like yeah it, but still mm-hmm um, so, I guess I guess that's it. And then we get the the very end scene where Sarah heads off to Mexico uh, with the dog. Why do you think she got the dog? To see who's a Terminator and who's not, just in case she might try and get assassinated again. Yeah, see, and that's the funny thing. Like, I never understood that when I was a kid. I, I guess that line alone just kind of went over my head, or I just never caught it. But I think it was, I don't know, maybe when. Um, I don't know when it was when I realized that that that's why they have the dog. But um, it explains it, you know, so I kind of like it. But um, that that kid who takes the picture, did he mm -hmm. look familiar at all? Nope. I, I think I think he's Rodrigo from uh, Three Amigos. Which one's Rodrigo? That's the one who went with the, the woman to um, to the uh, the uh, the theater. Uh, I don't know. It's been too long. Yeah. But I, I want to say that's who it is. I, I'd ha I'll have to look it up for sure. But... Um, I, I think it's the same kid, just he's, he's a little bit younger because, you know, Three Meagles comes out like a few years later. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it for, for Terminator. You know, it's not a very sexy review, but basically it's just, you know, going through the, you know, the more major scenes and I mean, getting we, your thoughts. What? We talked about Arnold's junk. That, that, that's pretty sexy. <laughs> Is it? You? No, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, let's get into some listener feedback. I've got something for you. A the first email we got is from Seth H. Love your show and howdy neighbor. Hi Peter, I'm really enjoying your show. I think we're probably close to the same age. I'm 42 and I have a 13 year old son and you've given me some great ideas about movies to show him. I love the interview you included with The Last Dragon Show. Great stuff. You've inspired me to seek out interviews for my podcast, Seth. Yeah, I'm not exactly how um, how Seth found us, but he lives in Hillsboro, and mm -hmm. he himself is a podcaster, and um, so that's only about like 40, 45 minutes away from, from where we live, so that's why he calls us neighbor. So I've kind of been uh, chatting with him a little bit back and forth. Uh, they do a, a podcast um, you know, where they read books and uh they review the movie too recently i checked out one of their episodes where they did uh i robot and that was a really uh interesting one which i think the you might will smith mm -hmm. Hmm. i think you might like that one but um it's uh the, his his podcast is called uh, take me to your reader if anybody wants to check that out um and then the smart name <laughs> uh the next email paul here with a little bit of commentary to your episode about the last dragon although i never saw this film i was aware of it there were a couple of 80s related issues I wanted to discuss. First off, the term oriental, I know it's definitely not proper nowadays to refer to anyone who is Asian as oriental. However, back in the day, it was not a racist term. It goes back to Latin. 
Oriental simply means Eastern, as opposed to Occidental, which means Western. I do realize that it is now not politically correct to refer to anyone as Oriental. However, it's just amorphous as Asian, since Oriental means Eastern. No one, as far as I know anyway, meant anything racial or insensitive by referring to people as Oriental. It was just a synonym for Asian. Now, if you refer to anyone as chinks or japs or gooks, then yes, you were being racist, but by no means was Oriental racist. I just had to get that off my chest. Was he calling us those? I'm pretty sure he was. (laughs) (laughs) On a completely different note, Phoenix was asking about the little TVs, often black and white TVs, which were found in kitchens typically. Yes, they were pretty common back in the day. You would have had the main, large, and in-color TV in the living room. In the kitchen or bedrooms, you often had smaller TVs, and in many cases, they were black and white. Of course, flat-screen technology was still a long way off, and these TVs were, of course, tube TVs, which meant that the TVs weren't very portable, even the miniature ones. However, they were still quite common. Keep up the great work, guys. Good to have you back, Phoenix. Paul. Thank you, Paul, for writing in, and we got two iTunes reviews since you were on here last. Unique and entertaining. This father-son combo works out very well. The interaction between father and son is what keeps this unique and interesting. So many podcasts are from the same view, and this one, by definition, covers at least two generations and their views, which is nice, as a parent myself. There are so many movie choices that they cover, there is something you want right now, and they are regularly uploading new ones, so subscribe. Thank you. That is from uh, uh, Courtney, who's uh, the quad father uh, from the uh, quad quadcast. Quad quadcast. Oh gosh, subscribe, man. I'm sorry, I, I don't <laughs> remember the exact title, but <laughs> most people all, know him as the quad father. These are awesome names. Yeah. <laughs> New, fresh, and diverse for movie buffs or podcast fans alike. Check it out. Uh, that's from uh, Koseko. I think that's how you say it. I don't know who that is, but Koseko. Um, Koseko. Thank you very much for the iTunes reviews. Uh, you too can leave yourself a review. It only takes a few seconds. Uh, we do appreciate it if you could do so. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a review. You just leave us a rating, uh, one through five. Um, if you want to email in, you can do so at hlfpodcast at gmail.com. Please give us a like on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at hlfpodcast. If you guys like what I do, I do a second podcast with uh, my co-host Mike from War Machine vs. War Horse, who has been on the show before, and it's called Original Remake, where we discuss and review a movie and its remake. Um, you can get that basically on, well, if you go to followingfilms.com, that's where you'll find um, you know the episodes to that show and everyone else that is part of the following films podcast network so um now i guess that's it and the the next time you'll be on here is to review t2 mm-hmm. and hopefully that one might be a little bit more fun um maybe we'll see we'll see if that one is sexier than this one <laughs> <laughs> i know it doesn't well you know it does have arnold yep yeah we will see yeah it's got arnold <laughs> So, um, and then I think after the two Terminator movies, we're not sure, because uh, cause you're going to be pretty busy from here on out for the rest of the summer. Right. So, um, so this, w- these movies, we're recording pretty uh, early, and they probably won't be out for like a few more weeks, um, but the listeners won't know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I guess until the next episode, I'm Peter. I'm Phoenix. And this is Hydrate Level 4. We'll be back. Bye.